Locked On ACC, your daily podcast on the Atlantic Coast Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is going on, everybody? Welcome to Locked On ACC. I am your host, Candace Cooper, and we've got AJ. I know. There it is. <laughs> again. We've got Drizzy Drake in the building. It's Friday. I'm all over the place. I saw AJ in my head because I'm thinking about college talking about this. You have to talk about it all week long. I'm excited for it. You know, it is what it is. We got too many J's going on, but that's not even here nor there because it's Drizzy Drake here on the Freestyle Friday. We are going to give you all that ACC conference news. There's no better place to get it than the Locked on ACC podcast. You can find us on the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts hosted by me and my team every single day for up to 30 minutes. So if you have not yet, you can also download on YouTube, subscribe to the channel so you can get all of that latest content. Jersey Drake, happy Friday, my friend. Happy Friday, Candace. I'm just so happy the weekend's finally here. I'm actually getting ready to, after work tomorrow, head over to Fort Myers. And, you know, spend a little time with a friend of mine up there, and I'm excited. But I'm even more excited to be back here on a Freestyle Friday to decompress and just discuss some HCC football, even though my team probably at the bottom of the barrel right now from whatever I'm hearing all throughout the week. Okay, listen, Fort Myers is a vibe. We, I definitely oh, used to train out there when I was swimming at North Carolina. We had our training trips in Florida. So I've been to Naples, Sarasota, and Fort Myers. So like I've been, been around the block when it comes to that Florida weather. But it's, it's beautiful. So I hope you have a good time. I'm excited. Oh, trust me, I am excited. But, but Sarasota, that's where a shout out to uh, Max, the folks that actually do live out in the Sarasota area. I know they're okay. listening here too. So Maggie and Brian, what's up, guys? <laughs> <laughs> There, so they got that a uh, nice bronze tan skin out there. That that oh yeah, hot. yeah. Oh yeah, sure. they do. <laughs> <laughs> well, we've got all you all the news covered for you today. We're gonna go over the rest of the shows, rest of the teams for week four. We're gonna talk about first here heading up on Friday. Wake Forest, they are going to be facing Virginia. Brennan Armstrong, who's arguably one being one of the best quarterbacks in our conference right now. They have a Saturday night slate, 7 p.m. on ESPN two. Hope you guys tune into that. Drake. What are your thoughts on Wake Forest going in 3-0? Some people are arguing they should be the best team in the ACC right now. I disagree with that. Um, <laughs> one, you beat up on two FCS teams. Okay. Two. Hey, wait, you, but before you say that, that's not exactly a guarantee up here in the ACC. So yeah, I know, I know. That goes to my second point. Two, okay. <laughs> that, nice, by the way. That was really good. <laughs> two, you beat up on a bad Florida State team that cannot beat said FCS team. Fair, and if fair. like I know everyone's very high on them. I actually thought Stem Harmon played a decent game. But if you look at the actual box score itself, Florida State actually outgained them yards per play, outgained them in total yards. The only difference is between the game is that we had six turnovers. So with Wake Forest, I know they seem really good. They seem really well. Their defense is actually that might be, I think, a better point than their offense, mainly because their rushing attack is very it's very contingent on diversifying the ball between Christian Beal Smith and Justice Ellison. But them going against Wake, it's going to be, that's, I think, the real first test to see if they actually are a premier team in the ACC. If they win that game, I'll give it to them. But okay. so far, their resume doesn't really speak volumes to how, if they're elite in the ACC, they're a good team, but I'm not going to put them atop the ACC just yet. Well, in Wake Forest's case, and in their benefit, Virginia's defense is not that great. They that's like also 50, true. Too. 59 points get on the board against uh, Carolina last weekend, so... I think that, you know, Sam Hartman, if he has another day, they'd make a strong case. But, you know, as you mentioned, Wake Forest's defense is going to have to have a stand-up game because Brendan Armstrong himself, he's been tearing through. And so we'll see. But Joey Blunt, 
defensive side from Virginia hurt one of their best players. It's going to be a, a long day to me for or a long night rather for the Cavaliers. And then, you know, if you are feeling good about yourself, want to turn, do a little channel change, you can go to Syracuse. They're playing Liberty. Malik Willis, shout out. 8 p.m. Okay, that's going to be a solid game. I think Malik Willis is going to show up. We're going to talk. We're going to actually watch some quarter, a quarterback who knew he was quarterback from day one, and we don't have to do this big old exchange between two as Syracuse teams to be dealing. No, I mean I agree. I'm actually a big Malik Willis fan. Actually, low key, this game might be the most interesting game to watch over the weekend outside of NC State Clemson, mainly because okay. of Malik Willis and Hugh Freeze. To me, is probably one of the better offensive coordinator, offensive minds actually in the country right now because he, since he's been at Liberty, I think his record's like 17 and seven total or 17 seven, you know, at least ATS. And with Dino Babers, I mean, maybe they finally have something according to Garrett Schrader. Cause I mean, I'm not going to put too much stock in beating up on an Albany team that I don't even know if they have an FCS win just yet against a power, against a FBS opponent. Sure. But it's going to be a very interesting game because I think they finally have something in the running back. The running back against Albany, I think, had like, what, 130 total yards and mm. also had like four touchdowns for some reason. Yeah. So, and Liberty's defense is decent, but their rush defense is very hit or miss so this might be a sneaky like close game heading in the fourth quarter and i think syracuse this is a must-win game for syracuse right i think dino baby yeah. being on that hot seat and having to play someone like liberty especially a quality liberty team he is going to have to show and prove a little bit because you had the good albany win but that certainly puts like okay can you actually deliver and step up for teams that are have a little more name power behind them? so he is going to have his work cut out for them then we go to our fav- our favorite friends if you guys don't know on, I almost called you Andres. I can't get your name right today. So sorry. It's just Friday. <laughs> Jersey Drake, host of Locked on Seminoles. He covers Florida State with his guys. And they have a great game coming into this weekend. They play Louisville, right? They play on Saturday at 3.30. I think it's going to be a good one. Let me get your thoughts here because there's a lot that like, we talked about on Thursday's show. If you guys have not yet listened, please do. We had Tyler Aki talking about how we probably much need a prayer call for my guy, Jersey Drake, here because what we started out believing in Florida State, like, oh, my kid, Notre Dame game, it was tough, but, you know, we keep rolling. And now to see them kind of unraveling game after game, I would love to hear how you're doing, one, but two, how do you think the team <laughs> will fare against the Cardinals? <laughs> All right, so wellness check, I'm fine. I know okay. you and AJ asked that on Wednesday, asked that also on Thursday. I know JJ did the same thing on Tuesday. Folks, my boys, guys, I am fine. Still I am here, healthy. still alive. Okay. I'm still alive. Two, I have not pulled and pulled my money out. I actually still have kept. I'm still donating. I'm still a booster because, you know, when we go and get stuff, and especially in this sport, you need to continually donate because you spend money to make money, and that make money leads to wins. So, See, no. folks. I'm all right. if, you, if you can't get it right, my money get going. I think that's, that might be a woman thing, and nothing grows faster than a woman's uh, purse drying up than when things don't shake out, I'm just trying to say. I put it this way, folks. <laughs> the money will help us, you know, get better facilities and stuff. Also, if Mike keeps losing games, we can buy him out faster and he can leave. So Talk it's a win-win it. situation, you know, for donating extra money. <laughs> but yeah, we're really bad. Um, yeah, yeah. I, we're a very, very bad team. And I don't know whether or not we kind of had a long discussion about this uh, throughout the week. Um, after Even after Jacksonville State was the same thing. So, you know, hey, maybe that was an outlier. We should have won the game against Wake primarily from what I said earlier. Penalties, you know, Armstrong us interceptions fumbles also just with some bad calls some poor play calling right now it's just everything is a mess from play calling which could also be a symptom of the personnel that we have aren't actually exactly as talented as we think they are but also there's some weird calls like i know they don't uh aj was watching the game where we called a qb power 
with Mackenzie Milton. I don't understand why you call a quarterback run with a kid who had a severe leg injury two and a half years ago. And then also this, you know, this indecision between having Jordan Travis and then Mackenzie Milton and saying, hey, we'll ride with whoever has the hot hand. So we know this coming week most likely that Mackenzie Milton is going to be quarterback one with no strings attached, with no Jordan Travis, you know, walking up behind them. So, and it's against a Louisville team who, while they're top 15 in the country in SB Plus for offense, they're 94th in defense, especially with their secondary being in the bottom 20. Yeah. So to me, this is a put up or shut up for Mackenzie Milne because he was brought in that he's the better thrower, the better passer, the better quarterback. But I am really scared because it seems like this defense also is just leaking, leaking, leaking. And I just have no faith right now in either coordinator, whether it be Adam Fuller, Kane Dillingham, Neil McNovell to put the proper personnel in this puzzle. So that's more where I'm. No, that's fair enough. Sometimes it takes leadership to make things run right. And it certainly feels as if Florida State's still figuring that out. They don't yet have the pieces in place to be successful. But who knows? Like, maybe this will be the turnaround game because Louisville is a formidable opponent, but I think they still can get it done. I think Florida State is going to have a tough matchup. But, you know, we'll just have to look to see at 3.30 again on Saturday. Now we are going to go through the coastal side of things, but I want to make sure you guys are covered when it comes to some snacks. Might hit that uh, road trip. You might need something to take with you as you are traveling to see some of your favorite teams play. Strongly encourage Bill Bar. Did you know that Bill Bar has so many delicious flavors? I just got a pack in here today. Cookie dough. It is slamming. I'm just gonna I'm gonna go right out. Call my mama. She said I had a package at the house at our home, family home. She opened it. She had herself a taste, and she said, "You know what? This is this is quite all right." So you got a winner in there, Bill Far. Just so you guys <laughs> are figuring it out. But if anybody wants to try two of the nine flavors, you can get a mixed box. Check out that macro: seventeen to eighteen grams of protein, one hundred thirty to one hundred eighty calories, and only four to five grams of sugar, and only four to five grams of net carbs. All flavors are all tasty and especially healthy. Get these amazing bars right now at BuiltBar.com. Use promo code LOCK15. You get 15% off. Again, that's BuiltBar.com. Now we're rolling through talking about some coastal sides of things. Jersey Drake in the building, host of Locked on Seminoles podcast, gives us an opportunity to talk shop. I'm going to have some betting conversation towards the end here. But let's talk UNC. He takes on Georgia Tech on Saturday at 730. Right, Georgia Tech almost beating Clemson. And now you have... Carolina on a roll after that big Virginia win. They Georgia State. They're feeling good about themselves. It's going to be important to see if Carolina cannot play down. If they decide to play at the same level at Georgia Tech, I think Georgia Tech has the confidence to maybe deliver and have that up. Yeah, I mean, I kind of agree with that too because they're coming off a really, really, they're really big against the UVA. I mean, because Brandon Armstrong played his lights out with like I think what fifty-four you know uh, attempts with almost five hundred fifty yards, but somehow. The one thing I wanted to see out of him last week was, does he show up in those big moment games? And mm-hmm. this was obviously a big moment game. And he he threw only 21 times, but for 300 yards, five TDs. And I think he also he ran for 112 yards. The boy that was man losing. was scooting everywhere across the field. <laughs> and not only he showed up, Ty Chandler, who we've been waiting for to show up, actually showed out. Caleb Hood was also played very, really well. And Josh Downs with like 203 yards receiving. Killing it. We were worried about the, like, I think we, I think, I think Kenton was more worried, like, you know, where are you going to get all your yardage, your weaponry, because you lost to De'Ami Brown and Giovante Williams and Michael Carter. I think maybe it took him a little bit, you know, time to, you know, adjust and, like, show out. But it's really, really exciting to see how you got all these players that just listed actually show up for the big game, like, underneath the lights. Because, like, 
that was a huge, huge momentum thing for them because they really needed that for the Coastal. Hell yeah, Joppy Brown, 75-yard touchdown with his brother being on oh, the sidelines with him. I'm like, okay, finally, we get it. We Everyone's been talking about how you're faster than your brother. I've been waiting to see it, and now, now we know, right? Solidified, certified in the bank. So let's just keep the momentum going. If we're going to talk about Carolina being in the top 10 conversation, let's keep, got to keep winning games. You got to win them. That's pretty much the only way anybody in the ACC gets a lot of love and recognition. But to move on to a game that I know you've been waiting for all week, Duke and Kansas. I already know. I already yeah. know. Four o'clock on Saturday on the yeah. ACC Network. I already know you've been having this on your calendar. And they successfully won the Nerd Bowl, but then they have to take their count. They're going to try to beat Kansas this weekend at home. Hey, anything can happen. And I, and I, like we always say, at the ACC, a good win against a Power 5 team, we will take it. I'm going to just say this. And this is something I did not <laughs> think I would say entering the year. Coach Cut is back. He, oh, okay. He, because I love Brian Fitzgerald. I think Brian Fitzgerald is probably one of the best coaches in the Power Five. Now, granted, it helps that he is at Northwestern, like probably the school that he played at, and that's kind of like his, his his culture, his you know his mantra. But I mean, going up to a thirty point lead heading into half, and then holding on to that and making sure that you know escape with the dub and leaning on a Mateo Duran, who again a hundred yards, average four yards per carry. Gunnar Holmberg with 300 yards passing. Like, that, to me, just shows that Coach Cook is, I think, is finally understanding, like, hey, this may legitimately be my last hoorah, my last season. Yeah. I'm not going down. I'm not going out on a loss to Charlotte in, in week one. I'm not doing that. And it's the Coach Cook that we've been wanting to see and the Coach Cook that you have been so, you know, high on at the year. Do you think that if they have a somewhat decent season, this will be it for Coach Cook? Because, I mean, I'm not saying it'll never happen again, like lightning might strike. But at the same time, why not go out on like the best high possible? But in the same token, in the same breath, I might answer my own question. Gunnar Holmberg might have a couple years left in him, so why not stick around? But the thing with that, though, is like, it, it felt that like entering into this year, he only started Gunnar Holmberg because he had to start Gunnar Holmberg. He right. went out and got Chase Bryce. Even during the game against FSU, he brought in Luca, Luca Diamante instead of Gunnar Holmberg last year. Mm-hmm. So I don't think he's super attached with Gunnar Holmberg. Mm-hmm. And then... If they have a decent season, it depends on what a decent season is, I think is to you and me, and then what is it is to Duke. I think okay. a decent season for Duke, I think, is six wins, a bowl game. Sure, sure. And I think I think you know fans would be like, you know, hey, you know, this is good. Maybe it'll lead us, you know, for the right direction moving forward. But I mean, for me, after six years, I'm like, I mean, it's, after six wins, I'm out. I think that'll be that's yeah. a great way to end up, especially after how last year ended up. And then for Duke fans, I think they understand, like, you know, hey, for football, this is kind of like, you know what we should be around. And then maybe you don't go for someone a little bit smaller to you know replace Coach Cutcliffe. So let's say Duke wins this weekend, right? So they'll be at three and one. They still have to play Carolina, Georgia Tech, Virginia, Wake Forest, Pittsburgh, Virginia <laughs> Tech, Louisville, and Miami. Now we say e, but I think they can beat Georgia Tech, Pitt, because Pitt can get caught sleeping. Pitt can get caught sleeping. Duke, I think. I Virginia so Tech, can, <laughs> I think Virginia Tech could also get caught sleeping. Louisville's not great, and Miami's not great either. Everyone's gonna have to play their best ball, and that and that you know I shouldn't even say that's sad, but at the same time, you can't count Duke out because you can't count anybody in in this conference right now. No, because the conference, God, I uh, it's just so <laughs> it's so it's not that it's bad, it's just so weird. I make fun of the pack up all the time for always like eating each other and basically making sure no one makes a playoff. That's what we're Crab, doing right now. Crabs in a barrel, yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's that's what we're doing exactly right now. And then to Duke, I mean, I personally, I do have them beating Kansas, so they're so I already have them at four and one. 
Yeah. Although I don't think they beat UNC. They don't beat Georgia Tech. Did they? If if UNC loses to this Duke team, I swear <laughs> for Lord, <laughs> I will be so ugly on this show come Monday because <laughs> why? Because why, bro? Like that doesn't even make logical sense. No. I, I mean, well, Sorry, just make sure you guys aren't. Just make sure you guys aren't, you know, ranked in the top 20. Because if that's the case, you guys actually might be ranked. That might be an issue. Because y'all, the lights are on, like, for that. It happens. But I don't see them, you know, losing to Miami. So that's two. So I think, no, Miami's just bad. After, I, I am, from what I'm hearing from, you know, friends of mine, Mandy's is, is gone after this year. He's, okay. he's out. He's out. Um, you'll hear that right now. Breaking Michigan news. State. Breaking news. Yeah, yeah, breaking news. Breaking news. Mandy is not good at his job. He's going to get fired. You know, you know, shout out to wherever you go. But. Yeah, Michigan State was kind of like the final nail in the coffin for him. But mm. Duke, mm. if they win six games, I mean, they could win six. They could win. They, I mean, I kind of see them catching either a Pittsburgh or a Virginia Tech sleeping. I'm telling you. I'm telling Actually, you. Actually, you know what? You know what? I think you, you got me. Sold me. You sold me. <laughs> I, I think maybe seven. Maybe seven wins. But I think six is where you're, you're seeing it, Matt. Defense is going to have to step up in a big way. But like I said, I just haven't seen anybody be like, yep, actually, no. There's no chance in hell that you're going to be XYZ team. And that's cool. But, you know. We're just going to have to really, you know, figure it out defensively from all standpoints. We're going to figure out who's going to be our bet- better quarterbacks going into the second half of the season. I can't believe we're already in week four talking about this. But, of course, we got to give you the bets going into what we like to see. Once you get your money right, Jersey Drake has always got you covered. So we're going to go through all the games really quick. After we remind you guys about Bet Online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all sports action. It's your online sportsbook experts from basketball, boxing, and football right to your favorite Vegas Vegas casino games. <laughs> Don't wait to take advantage of the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Head to the website, use your mobile device to sign up today to receive a 100% welcome bonus. That's double your initial deposit just for signing up. With a new updated site interface and even more odds, props, and contests, BetOnline continues to be your number one source for everything football. Please use promo code locked on. Again, that's betonline.ag. So we got my man Jersey Drake here in the building. We are wrapping up the show. We want to go over the games quickly to remind you guys of where to watch week four, all the good stuff. And we're going to give predictions, of course. How did we do last week, right? I think last week was rough. <laughs> um, I think I went six and four. I think the one that we La- split on. Let me say, last week was rough for the ACC. <laughs> yeah, last week was rough for the ACC. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I will say, though, that you did pick the West Virginia correctly against Virginia Tech against me. And I was like, that's the one time I backed Fuente. That's never going to happen again, I promise you. <laughs> That shouldn't be as funny as it is. But you know what? Everyone was starting to get a little confident in Fuente, and I get it. Listen, the fact that they even came back in the game, I was like, okay, the team clearly believes him. Like, Florida State can't say the same thing about North Carolina, right? They haven't gotten back into games where you're like, okay, I feel confident that the guy is really rallying it up the truth. People, I mean, they the Hokies seem to be banging with Fuente. Like, they seem to be trying to be like, okay, I want to actually, like, not, you know, embarrass myself out here. Burmaster just can't throw. That's okay. I will say in that de- in defense of Norvell, I will say that there is oh, a Lord. clear. I know, hey, listen, I, it takes a lot for me to do that because you know right. I'm not the, his biggest fan since he's been hired. <laughs> but I will say that in practice, Jarvis Brownlee, one of our starting corners, he's a Norvell guy. He was he actually was recruited by Taggart and stayed with Norvell. Mm-hmm. He did say in practice, like you know, we're we need everyone to you know something along the lines that we need everyone you know bought into the plan. So there definitely is sort of a division between you know people that Norvell brought in and that Norvell didn't bring in. Yeah. And to me, that's kind of like the, the the core of the problem that not everyone's on the same page or not everyone's like sticking to the plan. And you'll see a lot if you watch the I watched the game three or four times already. And mm-hmm. you'll see it with, you know, typically secondary and linebacking core, like they don't they kind of go off on their own. So mm-hmm. one thing I do I am going to be looking for this weekend at Louisville, 
is maybe to see hopefully they stick to the plan. And also, if you see the snap counts, the young guys are getting a lot more snaps, and the, the older guys that are actually, you know, are you see the effort play wise, they actually still get snaps as well. So we shall see. All right, let's get into it. Wake Forest in Virginia, seven o'clock on ESPN two Friday night. Who you got? I'm gonna take Virginia to win this game. I said okay. last week that Brandon Armstrong is a top three quarterback. That man's number two now on my list. Sam Howell, number one. DJ Ogunlele is number three. I actually do think Virginia plays the game really, really well. I actually also have the over here right now. It's at, at, at 68 and a half. I took it to mm-hmm. seven. I will still take it at 68 and a half. So give me Virginia to win the game and give me the over 68 and a half. Okay. Liberty and Syracuse, 8 p.m. on ACC Network. This is low-key going to be one of the best games of the weekend because I just love Malik Willis. I just love okay. him in that Hugh Freeze offense. And this was really hard for me. I went a few times to see whether or not I would go with. I almost went with Syracuse here. Like I was like, you know, doing my notes and everything to prep for today. I got to go with Malik Wilson Liberty mainly because I still don't think they have an answer quarterback with Syracuse. That defense is actually pretty decent. And the one thing Tyler Ockett keeps saying about Syracuse, their offensive line is pretty offensive, offensively bad. So I'm going <laughs> to ride with Liberty minus six and a half here. Do you think Liberty Man. Okay, okay. And then Saturday, starting off our Saturday morning at noon, Missouri and Boston College on ESPN2. AJ, I'm so sorry. If y'all have Harold Dracovic, I would actually take y'all to win this game, primarily oh. because Connor Bazelock is a pretty good quarterback. I think Dennis Grossell is just a pure game manager. Jeff Hapley is the better coach, and also I like him a lot more than the alpha nerd over there, Eli Drinkowitz, the head coach from Missouri, especially after the, the snack talk he was saying about, like, okay. hey, you know, I'm not one of these players. Like, dude, you don't, dude, you're a nerd, man. I've been stuffed in lockers, you know, all your damn life. You Come just on, came from App State. Like, please relax. Let's not yeah, act and- like you over here being Nick Saban and you just have done this forever. Like, please come on. Come come yeah. on down. Yeah, and, <laughs> and remember the last App State, you know, coach that leave there, go they see was Scott Southfield. He's not that great either, man. You're not from this you know, historic line of coaching. So, yeah, I'm still going to take Missouri minus one and a half. <laughs> <laughs> I'm taking Boston College only because I'm riding for, this is a very much a homer moment. So I hope that they upset. But this is the first test that they'll have, in my opinion. I think that they are going to have to show and prove a little bit. And Gross, I'm glad Grossell got a first game one under his belt. This was not like an eye-opening, figure it out under the lights. But it's, it's going to be a good game. Yeah, I agree with that mainly because the only quarterbacks that, that BC defense has faced, Colgate starter, Temple's backup, and UMass backup. I just don't have really much faith in that defense. Like right now, even though Jeff Hadley's a defensive guy, and Connor Bazelak is the better quarterback of the two. So when, if I don't know that much about either team, I'm going to ride with Connor Bazelak in Missouri. Yeah. I hope Grossell and Zay Flyers just put on a show, but we'll have to see. That'd be All awesome, right. actually. <laughs> New Hampshire and Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh coming off a loss against Western Michigan. And listen, New Hampshire is nothing to slouch at because I would say, yeah, of course, Pitt without a doubt. But I said Pittsburgh without a doubt against Western Michigan. And they made a fool out of me. Yeah, Pat and Arduzzi, you owe me money. Uh, I'm going to see you very, very, very soon. Uh, Kenny Pickett plays lights out. I have no problem with that, man. That's yeah. my boy. Kenny the Ticket yeah. Pickett. Um, folks, I will oh drop God. the FCS. Once the line actually drops on Saturday morning because it's an FCS game, I'll give you my pick, but I'm going to pick the game so, right now. Okay. Richmond and Virginia Tech. Now, don't sleep on Richmond, Virginia Tech. I know you guys are coming off a butthurt loss against West Virginia, but <laughs> listen, okay? Don't, don't crap the bed and not figure it out. Yeah, my concern... Is I'm going to take Virginia to win this Virginia Tech to win this game, but because there's no line out whatsoever. But also, my concern is that they they lost a heartbreaker and yeah, against West Virginia, yeah. and that really really sucks. So I kind of want to see how they pick themselves up and actually attack the moment for this game coming up. 
I think they're gonna win this game because I don't think Richmond is particularly that great, but I don't I don't like backing Justin Fuente again or Braxton Burmeister, but I will ride with Virginia Tech here to win the game. They definitely need a confidence boost and that this they is really what, do. it's something good for them. Another person who needs a confidence boost are guys in Miami. I know they're not your guys, but Miami and Central Connecticut State. They play at 12.30 on ESPN3. Good Lord, give me. I hope they blow them out. Like, let's just give one for De'Aaron King. It sucks. How much we've been talking about De'Aaron King in the preseason, and yet he has just fallen off, and not because of his own undoing. It just seems to be he's giving everything to that team, and they are not helping him in the slightest. Oh, yeah, no, it's a one-man show over there. Like, my personal problem with it was that we, I think Ken and I were on the boat, we're saying that he is only nine months removed from the knee surgery. And it's all evident that his burst wasn't there in week one up until week three. I think Mandy has rushed him back. And I think, quite honestly, that, that kid's going to not feel the same, you know, moving forward. Even though it's a shoulder injury, you can tell with his knees not the same. He's not playing. And it sucks because he's probably one of the more dynamic, more fun quarterbacks to watch, players to watch. And if you see what he's doing with the NIL stuff, I love everything, every second of it. That man knows his business. Miami Miami's going to, you know, blow them out because I think they're right. going to see, see the future primarily with, I don't think Tyler Van Dyke actually plays that well. They're back at quarterback. Mm-hmm. I think actually they come up to a slow start. People start panicking again. And then you see Jake Garcia, who's a kid I followed a lot last year. Mm-hmm. That kid to me screams Miami quarterback. Like a Ken Dorsey. He's got the arm, got the swagger. I do think Miami probably blows them out and maybe a little bit of confidence. And then maybe also you'll see Jake Garcia take a, like another start moving forward because Derek King isn't 100% yet. So this is more of the game of let's see what the future holds. Let's see what we got coming down the pipe. Oh, yeah, because the, yeah, the wideouts, you know, like Mike Harley. Mike Harley is not good. M- Mark Pope was their wideout. They actually moved into DB because he doesn't have any hands now. That's how you know when your season's lost. So. Charleston Rambo is decent, though. Chuck Rambo, that's what I call him. He's decent. Chuck Rambo? Ch- Chuck, like Charleston. Oh, Chuck. Okay. Yeah, we call it Chuck Town. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. All right. Clemson and NC State, arguably for me, the best game of the weekend. They'll play at – sorry, let me – sorry. To tell you the time, three thirty on ESPN. <laughs> That's surprising. The game is that like actually at three thirty. I thought it'd be a night game, honestly. Um, and if it was a night game, I would probably take NC State to win this game outright. Um, I think for everyone's safety, it doesn't need to be a night. Yeah, I know. But the thing is, like that <laughs> stadium, I've been there once for a game. It's mm-hmm. hard as hell to hear. It's loud. The student section, they're so close to the field. Yeah. And the one problem I have right now with DJ Ongalele, if you watch his body language. He is so uncomfortable. He is not confident in himself whatsoever. I think he has one touchdown through three games. Mm-hmm. Some absurd style like that with like two picks. It's, you think it's more of an overthinking thing or skill set? I think it's an overthinking thing. I like mm-hmm. to me, I think that I think his ceiling is like a Taj Boyd. He's mm-hmm. got the size, mm-hmm. he's got the cannon. But Taj Boyd, you know, wasn't, you know, a world beater from day one. And yeah. they went from Deshaun Watson, Trevor Lawrence to DJ. And those two in the front were generation talents. DJ, from me seeing film and everything, he's got a really good arm. He's got he's a big body, but he doesn't like to run the ball. And Trevor Lawrence and Deshaun Watson would be scrambling, would go out there, even though with their big body. So to me, it's more of a confidence thing, which eventually he'll they'll get. I'm taking Clemson to win the game. I'm gonna take NC State at my at plus nine and a half cover. <sighs> Hopefully it comes down to Tuesday. I really want Devin Lear to have a great day. I would love NC State to win only because I need some spice in my Monday wrap-up show. Like I just I need some action here. Like I'm bored. Like, let's get let's get Clemson <laughs> a loss in here so we can have all of these overthinking hyperbole takes. I'm ready for that. All right. Louisville and Florida State, 3 30 on ESPN 2. 
Yeah, we're not going to win this game, folks. Um, <laughs> and I'm going to tell you why. Please. Our defense particularly hasn't been playing very well. Our offensive play calling has been very stagnant and vanilla primarily because we just can't do much with the personnel we have. And our offensive line has been injured to hell. We started out with nine capable players offensive line. We're now down to four, which is something you don't want to do. And that's yeah. we went from a very solid offensive line in the first game mm-hmm. until we lost, lost our left tackle, our left guard, our center's out. So Is that the one who proposed? No, I'm just kidding. That's a joke. Hey, hey, hey. Leave, my, leave my boy Brady and Michaela alone, okay? <laughs> that's, the, that's the family. That's the homie. That's the homie. But, 100% joke. Uh, <laughs> I know. But <laughs> to me, this game is going to come down to the trenches. And Mackenzie Millen being out there, who actually surprisingly, outside of the one Jordan Travis long run for 20 yards on Saturday, actually was the leader between the two of rushing. He also rushed for more first downs than Jordan Travis, which is mm-hmm. odd in its own right. So give me Louisville to win the game. I hate to say it. And give me, they're obviously going to cover as well because I think it's minus one and a half. I think it's a joke of a line. Like, slam that yeah. now until it moves up. Malik Cunningham's probably going to run all over you guys, and that's okay, right? <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's not okay, but that's just what it is. It's, it's, all right. It's, it's, not, it's not. Kansas Duke. All right. Here we go. Battle of the, eh, but we got to pick somebody. Oh, yeah. I already have money in this game. I actually love how bad the game's going to be. Um, <laughs> I actually am a huge Lance Leipold fan. He was a coach at Buffalo last year. Mm-hmm. The problem is Kansas doesn't have a player like Jared Patterson. And I'm going to take Duke here. I think Mateo Durant is going to be that sort of Jared Patterson. Like, I love what he's been doing the entire year. Coach Phillip, I, like I said earlier, he is back. Gunnar Holmberg, actually, he's, he's playing well enough to not lose them games, which is the big thing what happened with Chase Bryce last year. So give me Duke to win. Don't give me Duke to cover, though, because that's 16 points, and that's a lot of damn points even for Duke. Give me the over. I think it's a battle of who can have the least amount of turnovers and who can secure the ball best and who can just really capitalize on you know the other team's turnovers. So I think that's where it's going to lay down to. Final team, Carolina and Georgia Tech. Who you got? I got Carolina to win and cover primarily because if Georgia Tech was if Georgia Tech got blown out by Clemson, I think it'd be a different mindset. Like, hey, you know, as a Clemson game, let's just brush that off real quick. You know, we went there, we played, we did our best. But the fact that they were this close to beating Clemson, that to me is going to be like, it's going to, it's a huge letdown. It's a huge heartbreaker. And they might not get up for this next game, in my personal opinion. Cause that's, and that might, it's going to weigh on you. It's going to weigh on you. And I think they are going to get up. I think I have to disagree. Ooh. I think they are going to get up. And I think they're going to tell themselves we were this close to a Clemson. And everyone talks about how Carolina is a, whatever, for every reason, the equivalent in the coastal. I don't know. They, they might want to take them down. I will say it's going to come down to not Jordan Yates because I think Jordan Yates is not the better of the two quarterbacks. I think Jeff Sims, when he gets back, is definitely yeah. number one. I think it's going to come down to how you guys stop Jameer Gibbs. Jeez. Can't and... tackle. Can't, can't wrap up a <laughs> birthday present. God knows. I'm just like, <laughs> can't wrap a birthday present. I just need somebody on defense not to get ran over all day long. That's all I ask. If I see that and we lose, I will think it's a great day. But if I see some missed overfield tackles, if I see people who cannot make damn tackles, you don't want to see me on the Monday show, Jersey Drake. I'm gonna be ugly. I'm gonna be ugly. Well, that's why I'm on Friday. <laughs> so we're like five days removed. <laughs> so we'll be six days removed from that because oh, I don't want to be on two weeks five by the time I see you next. But I'm telling you, what, if y'all can't learn how to, t- that's fundamental. That is fundamental. Okay. There's some things I can't teach you, son. I can't teach you how to wrap up any better than that. If you don't know how to make a tackle, I don't know what we're talking about. What are we talking about? What are we? If you can't do the basics, what the hell are you at a power five? Go on back. Go, go on with a Chase Bryson, old boy. Go go somewhere else. Go go to a different team. 
Hey, hey, Chase Bryce is playing really, really well. I'm actually about to watch him in like an hour or two. I that. think so, that he just did listen. not mess with Duke. I don't know what he got. He thought he was going to be the next Manning brother or something, but like he's like, okay, Duke didn't work out. I'm going to keep it rolling. Who knows? For real. But anywho, got on my team. You got me on that Carolina tangent. That's all I'm talking to you. That's why, that's why hey, you don't have Carolina on the list because we can't do this. Uh, no, you guys, you'll you win. You'll cover. I think you'll be fine. You'll be comfortable with that. I, I like, I literally think George Tech's going to be. That game took a lot out of them. And you see what games like that. Same confidence you had about Carolina and Virginia Tech. That's all. I'm just going to oh, say that. Oh, hey. I'm just going to say that. Hey, hey, hey okay. that was three okay. weeks ago. We're going to pull up old stuff right now. Okay. You know, I remember that. I remember that. No doubt. Well, you guys, want to wrap up the show again, reminding you that if you have not yet, head to the website if you want to find us. Locked on ACC on YouTube. You can download the podcast from anywhere on the Odyssey app, but you can also listen to the betting action with the new Locked on Bets podcast. It's available everywhere. You listen to podcasts with your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Drizzy Drake, it's always a pleasure to have you in the building. Can you please remind folks of where they can find you and follow your work? You know I love Fridays on the show. Um, you can follow me at Tally underscore underscore Drake. You can follow the podcast at L-O underscore Seminoles. You can follow my co-host Max Moody at MaxMoody17. And you can join the community at Knowles Anonymous where we answer all your questions. You know, read them out on the show. You know, any topics you want to discuss. And we're fans first. People second. Podcast third. And hey, go Knowles, baby. Please put me wrong. No doubt. Well, I hope you guys have a great weekend. Stay smart and safe out there. We are in week four. We'll have recaps on Monday, Tuesday shows next week. And we'll move on to week five. Can't believe we're in the thick of football. But basketball is not that far away. So we'll have you all covered there. We hope you guys have a great weekend. Until next time. 48 days.